clarify inward. The topic of this particular Dharma talk is meant to help you, encourage you to look within. Very simple. We've heard that a lot in our lives. Look within. In this particular path or lineage, that looking within is done pretty um, in, intentionally and with strong form, strong in the sense that it's very precise and direct. And if you follow it, understand it, conform to it, which means observing the form, conform to this, then you are in body-mind complexes, very, very complicated. It looks like it is separate. It looks like you can think one thing and do something else. Probably not. I'm just thinking about his hairdo. <laughs> is that ignorance? If I think about something else while I'm saying something else? Form of it. But if you see it and you understand it and you watch yourself do it and you witness that, you see that come and go, do not meddle with that. Don't try to fix yourself. There are different teachings. They function different ways. If you're in this room, you're probably meant to hear it uh, spoken in this way. I'm not saying that if you go next door or if you go to here or continually try to tweak, work with things. And not that you shouldn't. You could do some of that. You could do quite a bit of that. It's, this, it's just that if you don't clarify inward, then the, whatever's happening out here is based on uh, muddled thinking, shall we say. Use the old-fashioned term. And there, is, there are no guarantees that your thinking will be all that clear. If you do practice, no guarantee. You hear guarantees, that's suspicious. There's no way any person, any teacher, the Buddha himself, could sit across from you and say, if you do this and this and this, I guarantee this will happen. Because there is no way that anyone, including the Buddha, is going to be able to see deep into the causes and conditions that began to arise before this lifetime that, uh, that happened in such a way that presents us with this relative situation we call my life. So you cannot figure it out, but you can begin to clarify. And what I say is... Uh, Sit down, hold still, and just observe over long periods of time what continues to go this way and that way and up and down and back and forth and in and out. I like it. I don't like it. It's good. It's bad. It shouldn't be. It should be. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. I should have done this. I shouldn't have done that. I better do it better. Uh, what is that word? Yada, yada, yada? No, that one. Several Sanskrit uh, words together. Yada, yada, yada. You don't have to laugh at so clar clarifying inward for each person might, for one person, it might feel uh, difficult or cloudy or boring or it doesn't matter how it feels, my friends. It does not matter. Uh, don't You don't have to evaluate. Uh, when, you, when you're beginning to sharpen a knife, you don't immediately stop sharpening it and see if it's getting sharper. You don't, don't evaluate. Just practice. Just practice. I think I'm going to use a straight razor today to do the tonsure. So I think I have my strop here. And now I actually get them pre-sharpened, probably somewhere in Germany. <laughs> so the way this appears to each one of us, and I'm just kind of generalizing a little bit, but if you sit down and hold still and don't do anything but intend to just see what's moving in any of the sense fields, Within uh, probably not too long of a period of time, you will begin to see the way your personal confusion, you could call it neurosis if you wanted to, 
or your your particular way of self-centering, of emphasizing the central uh, central uh, authority. Uh, and I probably shouldn't point here. I should point here or here. That seventh consciousness, where the where the five skandhas, form, feeling, perception, concept, consciousness, all are holding on to each other's hands really tight. I am somebody. I am winning. I am losing. I'm kind of in the middle. And all the other variations. Always coming to a conclusion, a conclusion, a conclusion about something. That all, that's all ego is, is a big fat conclusion that is uh, untrue. It's not that there isn't something happening. Well, the idea of clarifying inward is to, for each person, may be different. So it's difficult to, if I were to relate to, uh, relating to everyone, it's difficult. But if I relate, were to relate to people individually, you know, together, mutually, we could look at that. We could discuss that a little bit and see if there isn't some way you personally can move your awareness uh, deep, deeper into what is happening for you personally. And it could be it could be anything. It could be uh, no two people are anywhere near. It's like fingerprints. They're just nothing alike. Well, there's something alike, but they're nothing alike. Is that a contradiction? I didn't see any brows knit. Any brows knitting? So the idea is if you hold still, you're moving at all, even the slightest bit, doesn't seem to work. Walking in the woods, meditating in the woods is great. It feels good, I know. It feels peaceful, it feels calm. Go do it, do a lot of it. But try to find some time in between the walks in the woods where you actually are sharpening that awareness. You can't sharpen the awareness on marshmallows. Doesn't work, flower petals, I like flowers. But if you hold still, any one of you, hold still and just observe, just give your attention to it, it takes a while, and the feedback we get right away uh, seems to be we're not getting anywhere, or this doesn't make any sense, or it doesn't it doesn't line up with my idea about what a meditation feel like or be like. <clears throat> this is why it's so important to have a structure, a form, and I feel I know it's very important to have a teacher. If you don't have one, that doesn't you're not going to attain enlightenment. <laughs> you're already enlightened. So really, all you really have to do is stop trying to clarify. Everything else. <laughs> look, look at this. Look, sit down, hold still, and look. If you do this for, you might have to do it for a few hours, a few days, a few years. It takes a while to do this, and it's not for everyone. That's why there's no particular sales pitch going on. But if I have your attention, you come in this room. I have your attention, and I assume I have your permission for a little while. I would say nothing to join. There's nothing to disconnect from. There's just your, wherever you go, it's just your mind. You're always seeing your projections. You, you can't, you can't see anything but this. You can't see anything but this room. Sometimes it said this way, you can't leave this room. <laughs> but if you do see deeply, you begin to see how very complicated and confusing and how, how, um, how elaborate everything is. Don't add to the elaboration with your own elaborations about the elaborations. Elaboration, that's elaborate, and this, elaborate about that, and elaborate, and keep building and building. This is the, this is the method of, of the ego. The method of the ego is to keep blowing smoke about anything. I like it. It's good. It shouldn't be that way. They shouldn't be. Should they be saying that? You know, even swapping opinions. Uh, if you sit in Starbucks or Melvin's, which is the one spot ready to take over Starbucks, we're in Melvin's. No, he's just getting started He's on the East Coast. <laughs> the idea is to clarify 
when we say clarify, you're not really doing anything. You're just looking at the cloudiness because there really isn't anything to clarify. But we need words. We have the words. We need to go in and look at the, how blurry this is. And then instead of trying to turn away from it, ignorance into something else, like how do I deal? What do I do? I, I can tell you now, once you sit down, just look at that. Look at what that's like. Ego does not want to do this. Ego starts to feel threatened. The more you sit still and do nothing, and so far as you can, don't add, don't explain what this is, don't get rid of what this is, don't ignore what this is, see what this is. If you see what this is, then you'll see what this is. And if you see what this is, here it comes. You think you know what I'm going to say. Then you'll see what this is. There isn't anything but this, and it's not separate, and it's astonishing. At the same time, it's flat out ordinary. That's why it's, it's so, that's why it does not fulfill the bill that ego has set out for it about what awakening or enlightenment or sanity or clarity or even happiness is. Relative happiness, not so good. A lot of ways to get that. You are, we all know that. There's ways to be relatively happy for us is. You actually, you actually uh, uh, leave Buddhism. You can't stay with Buddhism and know what this is. Clarifying inward, we see the depth in our in our own particular karma, our own particular causes, conditions, a tendency to get upset, tendency to be jealous, tendency to shut down, a tendency just to wake up mad, irritated, or depressed, or however it may be. Or maybe you might w wake up really happy and slowly get bummed the rest of the day. <laughs> Have you noticed when you look, when you sit still, and you look within, you see some kind of tumbling around, some kind of going this way and that, some kind of moving up, moving down, some kind of calculating, calculating. Not about stopping that. There are, there are practices, uh, shine and laktam is the Tibetan word for shamatha vipassana, which is a Sanskrit word for mindfulness awareness. Just sit down, be mindful, and then train yourself to be mindful. In other words, uh, one-pointed. And then uh, the awareness, the panoramic awareness of Mahavipassana will begin to expand, as they say in those teachings. I'm not here to mock them at all. I'm just saying that that is a way of practicing. It's a very slow and a little bit different than what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is, see it right now. There isn't anything but the Buddha. And this is not about the religion called Buddhism. The Buddha is the awakened one. There isn't anything but the awakened one. And even saying one is extra. There's nothing but awake. There's awake. You're, you're looking at it, my friends, my enemies. You're looking at it all the time. You're looking at it now. You're looking at it when you walk out the door. You're looking at it as you reach for the handle of your car. You're looking at it. You're looking at this. This is an astonishing situation. Clarify inward so that you can see that door handle. You can't see that door handle unless you're really clear about this. Because the, the the imaginary, imputed, and concocted personality we call me that's been going on for since beginningless time, uh, it's it's uh, met its match in this room. And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about you. You're in this room. You're ready to see this. I'm insignificant. But when you reach for that door handle, you'll know whether you need to come back and spend some more time looking at what the wall, which is the ultimate door handle. The very relative movements that are uh, quite often when we're doing that, we're lost in thought about where we're going, where we should be going, where we're going to get gas at, what our mother just said to us, what our father, daughter, friends, what the old man in the moon said. Just that, just that. It's, uh, in the Tibetan tradition, it's called one-act samadhi. 
just this is it always and this is a, a has a direct pointing at the mind you're looking at it it's actually self-secret the way it's self-secret is it's a it's an open secret no one's hiding it <laughs> clarify inward the outward world of a totally confusing complicated and your uh, ego the desire of the ego will be somewhat pacified satiated or whatever by acting outward well, at least I'm doing this. And then we get together and, and compliment each other on, yes, I'm doing this and I'm voting for this person or voting for that person. And I'm not saying you shouldn't vote. You should if you want to. But it's very important to examine, clarify inward and examine. Clarify, not, I'm not saying about getting rid of anything. I'm saying clarify the way in which you take your unexamined, which may be beginning to be examined, aggression out into the world. This is why... When egos vote or control things, you have a mess that clears up, and then a mess that clears up, then another mess, and then it clears up century after century after century, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. It gets better and it gets worse. It gets better and it gets worse. And people get addicted to that pattern. And, and people actually think that they can affect some kind of uh, material or uh, um, mundane happiness. That kind of happiness is. Oh, it's okay if you're at the beach, but if you're in the hospital with Alzheimer's, or if you're in the and you don't even know what's going on, or with uh, ALS, Lou Gehrig's uh, disease, imagine dying in that way. Well, a good friend of mine is, has that and is having great difficulties, had it for some time, a year or so. She came here to meditate every now and then. When I met her in the 80s, 1980s. I tried to go see her this afternoon if possible. What do you say? What do you say? It's going to get better. It's okay, uh, validate it somehow. How do you comfort someone who is who's wide, wide awake, understands everything, but their body, the thing they've been counting on, is slowly crackling and going back down to where they can't even talk to the Theravadans. You can go back into Christianity, which some people do. We had someone recently who was doing a, a whole, what was it, a documentary on Zen Buddhism. He's now gone back to Christianity. Zen, I think, in my, my comment, I don't mean to mock him because he's trying to be happy. Uh, I think Zen was just a little bit too empty. <laughs> there wasn't enough stuff, wasn't enough stuff in there. Not mocking him. Uh, again, he wants to be happy. I'm just making a fool of myself, as usual. Already fool. Yes, sir? Early in the talk, you, were, you, were, uh, you brought forms. And I was just wondering um, how we have strong forms without being rigid. Mm -hmm. I think it takes a while to understand what the form is. The form is not something you obey. There's, there's nothing to obey if you're obeying something. And I'm not saying there aren't traditions and lineages and that are very kind of come out of macho kind of cultures where they think that, you know, you need to hit people with a stick or, you know, if you cough or something, some of you and set up by what you've been told or what your teacher has told you or other whatever it may be. And you endeavor to to match that or relate to that form and then you know like my situation very hard for me to do this i have a really bad wrist so i can't actually if i put my palms together i can't hold my arms out very far so your body is always <laughs> getting in the way of the forms that you want to do i think i managed to do one prostration this morning so uh difficult and so when you're uh when you're practicing uh forms it seems necessary to, to do it a lot to do come and bow sit down take this position, like so, with a cosmic mudra, as we're, we're doing, hold very still, keep your back straight if you can. Some people, you know, can't, 
some people can sit very straight. They just naturally have a straight posture. That doesn't mean everybody's going to be able to do that. And this is a misunderstanding that just goes all the way through Zen, probably back thousands of years, hundreds of years, where everybody should sit the same way. Well, if you sit like this and you and you're natural, you have a, your back naturally curves a little bit. Uh, there are people who will come along who've been doing this for 30 years, and they'll tell you to straighten up and correct you. Not a good idea. The first instruction is hold very straight, and this is something, if you come here very much, I say it over and over and over again. So the instruction is continually coming out. If you need to hear that and you need to straighten up, uh, you probably will. And if you hear that and you're thinking about something else, then uh, that will show up too. More questions about the form are very good if you have them. What, what gives the uh, strong form its strength? Intention. The intention. See the form and just the intention to hold the form, the intention. How do we work with our interp interpretation of the form? Yeah. Is there a way to see the form? That. Like I got up and went over and scolded. <laughs> what do you think you're doing? It's the very best thing I can do to support any person. That's my practice. I'm not concerned about whether I'm clear or not clear. Not not important anymore. And so uh, if I see someone uh, um, doing something that is, you know, a, a ways away from the form, I, I may watch it for quite a while. Or I may say something right away. I might say when you're uh, something simple, like when you leave the Zendo, you should bow to the Buddha. Acknowledge that you're you're leaving. And it's, it's not about the Buddha. It's not about Buddhism. It's about you doing a form where you're giving up just a little microscopic particle of yourself. If you re receive Jukai, you're giving up four or five microscopic particles of yourself. So you can really focus on this as a, as a form. So the rest of your life, you're going to have some kind of, a, of a, an emphasis on something that transcends this world. Yes? Um, I was just wondering for people who aren't able to come and be in these Yes. Forms every day. Is there a way to bring the forms into the daily life of a householder? So we're using technology. We're endeavoring to do that with uh, uh, Zoom. Uh, I don't know if that's what you're thinking about. Where every morning at seven o'clock till nine o'clock, there's you can come and it's kind of boring. <laughs> it's not about entertainment. You can come and look at the screen and listen to the the, the, the whatever chants we're doing. The four chants we do every morning, uh, seven ten, I think it is, and. Uh, and you can, it's live, so you can be encouraged by that. It'll give you some kind of a feeling of sangha. Uh, at the same time, you might have to turn away from the screen and just be very difficult because you find people that you're kind of at odds with that see practice differently than you do. And then you see it a certain way, you may. They see it a little bit different way, depending with all of their causes and conditions. And that's why sangha is so important. Is because one of the three jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha. The Buddha is the example of someone who is sane. No longer at war. There wasn't any warfare there. Not not demanding anything. Doesn't need anything else. And then there's the, the Dharma, or the truth that he taught, which is everything is dependently risen. Everything is in a state of discontent. And working with someone or meet someone, you know, there are ways that you can, you can quit that job. You can, you can get a divorce. Uh, you can move out of that neighborhood and stop talking to that person. But with Sangha, you have, uh, you have a um, broader picture. And so you can't really get away from I mean, of course you can. You can move. But you have a question? Yes. Go ahead, Jim. Uh, when uh, we give ourselves to the chanting form, uh, and it's in a language we don't understand, well, what are we giving ourselves to there? It's just your attention. It doesn't matter if you understand it. 
Uh, so that's a very low, when I say low, low level, I don't mean to judge, I'm just saying it's a very elementary understanding of it. You don't really need, this is not a mundane path, this is not a university. This is a, this is a, a, this is a temple, this is a, a spiritual path which transcends this world, it transcends this body-mind complex that you are. Most of the world is attached to the body-mind complex and, and they think that's all there is or that's all they are, unless they have a, a spiritual path that says there's some kind of savior waiting for them or some kind of payoff uh, if they live in a certain way. In Buddhism, there's no promises. And so, go ahead. What does it mean? What does it mean for us to give it our attention? Uh, practice it. Come in. Uh, we don't even understand why we're sitting. We don't even understand uh, if you say do the Heart Sutra in English. Form is emptiness. Emptiness is form. The same is true of feeling, perception, concept, uh, a memory, and consciousness. What does that mean? I don't know. We can figure that out. I mean, I can talk about it a little bit, but to fundamentally understand that takes a lifetime. And if it's presented in Japanese, if it's presented in Chinese, if it's presented in Sanskrit, then we can get a translation of it. But you'll notice if you have a translation of something, um, a lot of, you know, the way you see clarity, the way you have clarity is, follow me here if you can, you're clear about the confusion. This is clarity. Clarity isn't clarity about clarities. Yeah, I can give you that. Okay, go look at an ice cube. Clear about how but wait a minute, this ice cube's cloudy. Now I'm going to sort through and see if I can find a clear one. So, so what the, the Buddha did not see rose gardens, uh, hobby horses, and uh, milkshakes. Mm. The Buddha awoke to suffering. He awoke to confusion. As, as Dogen said in the 13th century, clarity about confusion. And I'm paraphrasing him. But clarity about confusion is what the Buddha saw. Confusion about clarity is what human beings see, or living beings. So human beings are confused about awakening. Buddhas are uh, confused about confusion. Learn this every day. It becomes a very strong part of your life. If you if you if you have a sangha, a community of people that are also trying to do the same thing, even if you don't agree about everything about how it should be done and which uh, what color you should paint the wall or something, I and mean, just confusion about that. Those, those are very very low-level problems. But, but the ego mind tends to want to make those very important and, and fluff up the confusion about the difficulty with the sangha or difficulty, difficulty with the teacher that's happening all over the place. Um, I heard It's not separate from it. It's the same thing. You realize there's no such thing as clarity. It's a concept. Keep coming. How do we deviate from the two and that? By thinking there's something else. There isn't anything else but this. That's why these, uh, the Hokyo Zanmai, the Song of the Jewel Mirror Samadhi, and uh, Sandokai, uh, um, the Sin Sin Ming, or all of these uh, different comments, uh, the uh, 30 verses of Pasubandhu and so on, are all pointing at not separate, not separate, completely. Consciousness only, perception only, just perception. There's no perceiver. I'm not saying there aren't organs and eyes and consciousness things happening, but there's no self there. There's no being. It's uh, ni svababa. It's hard for me to say that together. Ni svababa. Did I do it again? Pretty good. Yes. It's time for what? Daily Dharma Gathering. Time for what's the topic of the Daily Dharma Gathering? Uh, we'll do these next uh, forms. Thank you. And once again, remind everybody that we do have um, donation boxes in the hallway and gladly receive your financial support. We also accept PayPal, debit and credit cards, checks in the mail. 
May the bear of this penetrate into all places so that we in every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way.